Greetings, greetings, greetings on this Wednesday morning. Welcome to Salutations and Impartations. I'm your soul care coach, Antoine Braggs, and I'm super duper excited today. If you are just now joining us for this journey, I like to call it a journey because conversations rule the nations. If you're just now chiming into my broadcast, I am so excited for the trail that we have been on, for the journey that we have chosen. In and I talked to you guys last week. I was just talking about Christ. I was talking about the way Christ walks, the way he moves. I was sharing about humility and just the heartbeat of God, the example that he set for us. I deemed it the example of Jesus Christ because we have we have come into a, a day, an era, a time where we've taken our eyes off of Jesus Christ and we put in our put put our eyes on so many different things, so many different people, uh, so many different uh, people catch our attention in this day and age. But it's nothing like Jesus Christ himself catching our attention and then catapulting us into the level where he would have for us to be. So I just want to talk to you a little bit more today you know we're friends on this journey if you are listening to me from around the world i mean no matter what country that you are listening to me in i welcome you with jesus joy i'm excited that you chose our broadcast that you chose to chime me into it you could have been listening to anybody else charisma podcast network has so much to offer out there with incredible voices and i get the luxury of being one of those voices on charisma podcast network but i tell you what it is so unique those of you that walk with me i could feel you i could feel your hearts i thank you the many subscribers that we've gotten lately and i'm so excited about that you have even decided to pick this program you could have picked any other program like i said and you could have been listening to any other person on this wednesday morning but you chose to drop by salutations and impartations so i'm excited to talk to you today you know, my heart is leaping. It's leaping so much because of the content of what God told me to talk about today. He told me to talk to you about perfect love. Perfect love is so strong. It's so powerful. Love itself is so powerful. I'm going to dive into some things and just kind of share my heart with you these 30 minutes. So I'm going to ask you to just settle yourself for a moment. I'm going to ask you to to just allow yourself to be disarmed by the Father and, and take this as an opportunity for you to just share in the freedom. You already have it, but take this as an opportunity for you to just, I won't even say share, just sit in the freedom that you already have. If you are a born-again believer, you have a freedom that most people wish they had. If you are seeking freedom, I'm telling you, this is the perfect opportunity. You came into this, maybe you chimed into my broadcast because some friend, some co-worker, some co-laborer, some stranger let you know that I had a podcast called Salutations Importation. Maybe your family member, a friend of mine, somebody that has been around me for a spell or been around me in my younger years, and you decided, you know what? I want to know what he has to say. 
So I'm going to chime in to his podcast to hear him. I want to tell you how appreciative I am that you, you thought enough of me to sit down and to hear what Holy Spirit is going to say through me to you because we're in relationship, right? So God began to talk to me about this perfect love, and it's so necessary, it's needed. It's so needed that God said, by loving kindness, I drew you. <coughs> Excuse me with my cough he said by loving kindness i drew you i brought you into a harmony with me i brought you into a relationship with me i share with you me <laughs> because love drew you to me that's how i drew you that's my nature that's who i really am that's my character i am love he goes on to say that God is love. So we know, you know, that God is not, he doesn't just do love, but it's the essence of his being. And so here we are representatives in the earth. And so when he told me to talk about perfect love, you can't think about love and not have been seen in the world that we live in some level of hate circling around you. And you have to make a choice. Will I lean into that hate, even if it's coming against you? Or perhaps it's hate that's in your heart towards somebody. Or it's just hate that you see in the world around you when you when you encounter people, even when they're not paying much attention to you. They may be outside, you know, and you're outside. They may be in a restaurant and you're in a restaurant. You overhear the conversation and you just hear so much fury, anger, hate towards people or systems or things. If you're African-American, I know that you have experienced many times people hating you for the color of your skin. So I know what it's like, you know, for us to be surrounded by hate. But I also understand what it's like for us to be surrounded by love. And I want to tell many of you that you're getting ready to enter into or perhaps you've already entered into a pivotal place where love becomes the normal thing you receive and give out. You receive it and you give it out. You let people love you and you love people well. We are going to become better people as a result of the demonstration of unconditional love. For every individual that we come in contact with. Perfect love is so instrumental. So I just want to go to 1 John because 1 John teaches us this. 1 John 4 and 18. You have your Bible. We're going to have a little bit of Bible study over the next 20 to 25 minutes. We're just going to dive into this. You know, the reason why I didn't have them edit a cough. Or edit a uh. I want you to understand that my podcast is so natural. It's so genuine. It's so straight across the table. It's me, you, my mic, Holy Spirit. We have a relationship going on. If you listen to salutations and impartations on a daily, uh, on a weekly basis, we have a relationship going on. And you don't stop and edit 
everything that you say when you're in a relationship that's full of love and compassion and empathy you feel safe enough to say what you need to say or what you feel in your heart to say and not be judged or attacked or any of those things that would remotely make you feel small or left out so we thank god for the relationship that you and i have developed i want to say you myself the mic and this wonderful person holy spirit right so we are developing something that's unique we are developing something that's genuine because we want people when they chime in when they join our family salutations and impartations family when they join our family they need to know that they are loved unconditionally that they are respected and that they are covered so i want to go ahead and get into this first john one moment 4 and 18 now everybody knows that i am a passion translation driven person lately I normally get a translation that, uh, you know, I have a friend, he always says this, and I have adopted this. He said, he said, read the translation that you will obey. <laughs> and so the Passion Translation has become such a pivotal translation to the fire that burns in me as I obey Christ. That there's such a passion that comes out of this translation that lets me see the passion of Christ, the heart of Christ the mindset of Christ, the ways of Christ. And so I'm excited about it. So anyway, let me get into this verse. That's 1 John chapter number 4, verse number 18. And it reads, Love never brings fear. I want to pause right there before we even get into the B clause of that verse. Love never never brings fear so that right there tells us that probably some of us that have been trapped in fear in relationships with people and the relationship does not have to be the type of relationship that is um, a sexually intimate relationship or or uh, it doesn't have to always be a deep friendship right it can just it could be the relationship with your leaders or the relationship with followers or you know the relationship with your mother or your father you know because i realize that sometimes we even rear kids with a fear tactic and then they grow up having to come through levels of freedom because they are paralyzed in an area that sometimes us parents have dwarfed them in because we used fear to rear them up and the Bible says, raise them up in the admonition of the Lord. He also tells us, train up a child in the way they should go, that when they get older, they will not depart from it, right? There's an unconditional love that we experience from God that should be translated to our children as we rear them up. But many of us have deviated or we have never learned it or we have never experienced it personally in our own lives. So therefore, we don't know how to love properly and we don't even know how to receive love properly from people that understand and know how to give that love out to us. So when I look at this text in verse 18, where it says love never brings fear, it tells me that we have to check our relationships in this season like i'm preaching i'm ministering on sundays 
you know, I'm talking about relationships now in this season because I realize that it is so critical that we understand relationships, partnerships, and leaderships. There's a new language for each one of those that we must as believers adopt and begin to operate in that. We must stay pure in that area, you know? And so anyway, let me go on. It says, love never brings fear. For fear is always related to punishment. So fear is always in a relationship. Fear is always kin to. Fear, fear is like that. Fear, fear, fear and punishment are like those cousins that hang out together all the time. <laughs> so some of you, you, you don't even know it. You don't even realize it, right? That, that, that fear has landed you in a place where you draw punishment. You know, I love the way it says this. It says, for fear is always related to punishment. When you, I love, some people say it like this. Fear is false evidence appearing real. But fear is even more than false evidence appearing real. Fear is often the fruit or, or punishment is often the fruit of fear punishment so sometimes we are we we are we are punishing other people sometimes we ourselves because of the fear that we are trapped in we self-inflict so we punish ourselves sometimes we we conjure up an idea in our mind that god is punishing us because fear has a way of making you believe a delusion Fear has a way of pigeon-toeing your relationships. Fear has a way of robbing you of levels of intimacy. Because before you know it, fear has driven you. The Bible says it like this. Um, well, let me, I'm not even, this is, the Bible says, fear brings with it torment. Fear is like that nightmare that you have. So for some of you right now, you are not who you're supposed to be. You are comfortable being a chameleon. You are okay. You have become familiar with punishment because you are related to fear or you house fear. Fear has come to live in you. And guys, we have got to get this type of fear out of our system. Because if we don't get this type of fear out of our system, we would never be able to relate to people properly. We would never be able to love people well and let people love us well. So when God began to tell me to talk about this, I was moved and I said, you know what? I said, I'm going to just talk like I would be chilling with someone. So if you're having a cup of coffee, sip your coffee. We're in covenant. I've covenanted with this broadcast. I've covenanted with salutations and impartations. And you reap the benefit when you come into this space. You value it. You listen to me. You understand where I'm coming from. And then you go out and apply what I've taught you based upon what Holy Spirit has taught me and led me in. So I'm really trying to help us understand how valuable we are. Before we even get to 4 and 18, 
I just want to go up because I want to say what I said earlier. If, if you go up to the B clause of verse 16, it says God is love with an exclamation mark. Those who are living in love are living in God and God lives through them. Those who are living in love are living in God and God lives through them. I don't want to be that person that walks around with conditional love. And that's why I've allowed God to challenge me in this season to love the unlovable, you know, to teach the unlovable, to train the unlovable, you know, to endure people that don't necessarily love me. But I cannot love based upon them. Why? Because it's my mandate because I, I recognize where I come from. God is love and I'm an I'm a offspring of my father. I was made in his image and his likeness. As I grow as a Christian, I become more like him. I begin to bear more fruit of the Holy Spirit. But that main fruit that changes the game for all of us is love. You can have faith, hope, and love. Your faith to move mountains. You can have hope that builds bridges in every area of your life. But if you have not love, you are nothing. And so we learn that. And we can study more about love. But I just want to talk about perfect love. Because I need you to know that Father loves you right where you are. I don't care what condition you find yourself in. I don't care how bad you have blown it, how you've messed up, how you've not adhered, how you neglect devotion, how you don't spend time with him. It doesn't change his love because his love is perfect. There's no room for error. Beloved, there's no room for error in the love of God. So it says God is love. Those who are living in love are living in God and God lives through them. If you ever want to know if a person is lying, check their love walk. People say a lot of things, but how do you love unlovable people? How do you love difficult people? How do you love people that disagree with you? Because people don't have to agree with you. They don't have to go along with everything you say to get along with you. And if we're, become, if we're going to become a diverse people, especially those of us that are Christian, born-again believers, you can't make people think like us. We can't force Christianity on them. We can't force our belief system on them. What we have to do is live the life before them and leave it in the hands of the Lord. If we really believe that the God that we serve is the only true and living God, we will let the demonstration of his character, his essence, his personhood, which is love, we will allow it to go forth and people will begin to see that we love even the person that is imperfect. We have got to learn it. And so he goes on to say, by living in God, love has been brought to its full expression in us. So if you're wondering, am I living in God? What's your expression like of him? Are you loving people unconditionally? Because it's easy to slip into religion. It's easy to slip into routines. You've got to break the monotony if it's not coded in the love of God. We've got to get back to that place as Christians, as believers, where we have love walks. 
You know, I was telling them today, I was talking to them in our time of prayer and consecration and conversation in the community that I have on Clubhouse. I have a clubhouse. Hey, go follow me. I have a clubhouse called Threshing Floor. And it is the fivefold ministry and the family of God and the community of Christ all coming together. Loving on people, supporting one another, helping one another, sowing into one another. All of these wonderful things are happening. And I just heard the song this morning by uh, Jonathan Butler. Falling in love with Jesus is the best thing I've ever done. You know? And so I want to encourage you. Your love walk is everything. How you handle people matters. Jesus drew you by loving kindness. You must draw them. God drew you. You draw them. So it says. I'm going to read it again. Love has been brought to its full expression in us. So that we may fearlessly face the day of judgment. The reason why we can face judgment is because we accept unconditional love. Because we live it out. Because we didn't just accept it, but we became conduits of unconditional love. So because we became con uh, conduits of unconditional love, <laughs> we fearlessly face the day of judgment. Because all that Jesus now is, so are we in this world. All that Jesus now is, so are we in this world. If you've taken your seat in Jesus Christ, we should know you by love. He told us that it was so strong that you would know my disciples by they have, how they have love one to another. So you're wondering if somebody is a disciple of Jesus, how do they love people that challenge them? How do they love people that think differently than them? How do they love people that's, that are right beside them, growing and developing, sometimes with the same call or office? or How do they handle them? Because that tells me whether or not they are seated in Christ and a representation of him in the earth. We have got to check fruit and make sure we see one of the main components of the fruit. Which is love. This is how people will be drawn to Jesus. I'll tell you a quick story. I was, um, you know, coming into my house the other day. And it was quite a few kids in there. And, and, you know, I was just trying to get to my room so that I can go to sleep. Having had a long day and having now been getting up at 3 a.m. Central Standard Time. And doing our clubhouse room at 5 a.m. Central Standard Science, standing in that room for five to eight hours with believers from around the world. And I just wanted to kind of get to my room. And I realized something. The Lord began to show me. He's like, you're not as loving and friendly with them because you are trying to rush in and rush out. And he said, and he began to tell me, he said, and I also want you to see something. Because you are kind of nervous about the wrong people coming into your children's life and misleading them. 
you don't even see sometimes some opportunity for you to show love to some orphan, some to somebody that has it difficult. Instead, you are only thinking about your children and whether or not the influence around them is good. And he began to tell me, I wonder what would happen if you would engage them like you do when they come to the church. I wonder what would happen if in your living room, you just hug one of them or said something to one of them that engaged them more on a personal level. And I begin to get convicted, guys, because I realized in that moment that I had a lot of love for them in my heart. But my expression was not always on point at the times where God was summoning that expression. And so I really want to admonish you and I to pay attention to our daily walks around people. It's not just the big cases where you are drawn into places where you deal and walk with Christians and you have to show unconditional love uh, to people that may be handling you difficult. No, it's the people that you deem or you look at that you think that they may be a difficult case or they may make it bad for you or somebody else. And then we don't always choose unconditional love. We kind of choose, you know, a conditional approach and we might love on them a little bit or maybe even embrace them a little bit. But we don't embrace them with full expression of the heart of God. And God is after those things in this season of our lives, especially those of you that are born again believers. There's a standard for us to love. And we have to love beyond what we see, what we feel. We have to love beyond that because love is a decision. It's not a feeling. Love is a fruit. And fruits, fruit, the component of the fruit of the spirit, they are choices. I choose to be long-suffering, right? I choose to have self-control, right? I choose to be kind, right? I choose to be gentle. And you have got to choose to love. You've got to choose it until you start feeling it. Choose it. Make a choice. Make a choice. And it goes on to say, but love's perfection drives the fear of punishment far from our hearts let me tell you the way it says it in king james king james it says perfect love cast out all fear because fear brings with it torment so let me read it in the passion translation once more but love's perfection drives the fear of punishment far from our hearts love's perfection drives the fear of punishment far from our hearts so we don't fear being punished by god we don't fear being punished by people that try to keep us in slavery we don't fear being punished by spouses that try to rob us of our relationships with them or our relations with them because we didn't do a certain thing the way that they wanted us to do it or children that changed their mind about us midway and because things didn't go the way they expected it or our leaders or even followers we will not come up under your punishment because perfect love, or in this case, love's perfection, drives the fear of punishment from, from our hearts. So we don't fear being punished. Some of you fear being punished because you don't know how to be loved. That's why your relationship with God is up and down, up and down, up and down. Why? Because you fear punishment. 
You haven't let God love you to know that he's not just walking around looking for an opportunity to punish you. He's a good father. He has long suffering. It may be a while before he punishes you because he's giving you an opportunity to get it together. But love's perfection to drive but love's perfection drives the fear of punishment far from our hearts. And then he goes on to say, whoever walks constantly afraid of punishment has not reached love's perfection. Did y'all hear that? And I'm ending with that. We're coming to the close. Whoever walks constantly afraid of punishment has not reached love's perfection. That's why many of us are performing because we are afraid to be punished. Some of you have associations that are toxic. And the reason why you accept it because you don't want to be punished. Punished by the elimination of acceptance by them. Punishment. And so you endure stuff that vexes your spirit and makes your heart uneasy, makes you sit on edge, but you won't change it because you are afraid to be punished. But perfect love, real love, genuine love, fervent love, agape love, it casts out all fear. So I want to encourage you today. I felt very teachy preachy in this moment my heart is full i'm still laughing and talking with you but i want you to accept love on this wednesday morning and it is my prayer that the father begins to superimpose every area of your life and touch your heart deeply because he desires to love you unconditionally he desires to wrap himself around you he desires to ex escort you into the newest phase of your life and that new phase in your life is the acceptance of unconditional love i welcome you to this place with father and as i exit this moment until we talk again i want to thank you for joining me for salutations and impartations every Wednesday morning. I want to thank you so much for subscribing to my broadcast. I want to thank you for following me on my public figure page on Facebook. Just Antoine Braggs. I want to thank you for going on Clubhouse and following me. AG Braggs 01. Finding my name. Let's continue to be in partnership. Fellowship. Relationship. Because God is teaching us leadership. Listen, I love you. I'm glad you tuned in. My heart is full. Some of you, I can't wait to meet you personally. But until we can do that, let's keep up this relationship together. Keep coming out, listening to what Holy Spirit is telling me to tell you. So we can continue to move forward in Father. I love you. And thank you for joining today. Salutations and importations. I will talk to you soon.